No G with a Z. Stop it. <laughs> Stupid song. No G with a Z. P.O.D. It's the Smoking Guns Podcast. We are coming at you to cover all of your San Antonio pro football stuff. And I'm going to warn everybody right now. I am on the most unreliable computer in the world. It randomly shuts off at times. If I'm in the middle of talking and I just disappear, I will be back momentarily. But that's the way things work with technology sometimes. And I didn't have the opportunity to set up the other computer. So I am here on my normal laptop. And my normal laptop is very unnormal. So if I just disappear, that's what happened to me. This is the Smoking Guns Podcast. I am joined, as always, it seems, uh, by my good friends, Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns Posse? R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. And the guy that was the guest host forever for three solid weeks, and now he's just part of the crew. Um, we're just going to have him on whenever he'll come on. Ralph Judkins, Gunslinger, by Playman. Uh, Ralph, how are you? I am doing great, uh, but like I'm worried about your computer, like I'm worried about the gunslingers. Yeah, it could yeah. just could unpredictable. Just, it could just uh, yeah be inconsistent and unpredictable, and and uh, we could just lose uh, be in the middle of a of a comment or a middle of a statement. Um, and who wants to, who wants that? We all want to hear what I have to say. We all want to know what I think about professional San Antonio football. That's what we cover. We cover the XFL. We cover the San Antonio Brahmas. We also cover the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League. They are playing football right now. They are eight. Well, they are eight and three. I don't know if they're playing football. Um, If you're a player or a coach for the San Antonio Gunslingers, you might want to skip this one. You might just want to get ready for Carolina coming into town. You may not like us very much at the end of this episode because um, things are weird right now, and we're just going to face it head on. And and uh, so when I say they're playing football right now, and then I go, well, are they? Um, you may not like to hear that. Um, but I'm just a fan, and I'm just calling what I see here. Um, and I'll say this. I don't mind if we lose, but at least make it a fighting effort. No, And I no, did not see lose. that at no. all. Mm-mm. No, uh, I'm just saying it was bad. It was bad. We are not a part of this. Wants to win. I mean, nobody are, wants to lose. We all want to win. But not, if we fight, I mean, uh, you know. That. Oh, I think. Did we lose Philip? That yeah. may have been our, our first uh, laptop Fault. drop. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. False start. I think Ralph was about to call it, right? Give him a flag. We have a yellow flag we can throw at him. Yeah. So, so <laughs> where knowing where he was going, the 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 losses are unacceptable, uh, even with the fight at this point because there's so much on the line. But uh, to your point, RC, did we see fight to the end from everybody on this it- team? I mean, maybe there was fans. a spark here and there, but not consistent. And I think that's what we already touched upon. They're not consistent. They're not following through. I I would agree with you, uh, RC and and Leo, that we may question 
some of the fight, but do not question it from the coaches. They were trying, they were trying, they were trying to find a way. But being down, there were, we'll come, we'll cover, there were two critical series that set the tone and everything else followed from that. Because when I'm learning, the more I call these games, the more I'm around this sport, there are very, very subtle things that, that are present. Leading or trailing, lead or trail, as it's called, is huge because it determines how and what you're able to do. It's a lot like yep. baseball. The team ahead, different from this game, can take any chances they want to. A team that's behind has to be super conservative. And Phil is alive and moving. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think and agree that the score kind of affects your game plan at mm -hmm. the moment. And that that's kind of one of the points that I, I wanted to make about this game where even when the gunslingers, at least to me, my observation, and I could be very wrong, um, even when the gunslingers were still in it, namely at the end of the of the first half, it seemed to me like they were playing or their game plan was as if they were already behind or, mm -hmm. you know, they, they were playing the game as if they didn't, they didn't think they could take the lead and take control of this game. I'm mainly talking and I know uh, there's a lot as far as uh, uh, the play selection, but I think a big indicator there was when they had the ball down uh, one score and managed to cut the lead to four points after right. the uh, after the Drew uh, Deuce, mm -hmm. but that scoring drive, I think they left too much time on the clock, and that ended up coming back and getting them. And I think that the play selection there should have been more tailored to we're going to score here, but we want to eat clock. Where it was more like we need to get points and get them quick, um, and then we're just gonna gonna trust the defense, which there's there's a lot to be said about that and trusting the defense. But I, I think the smarter play at the time was let's eat clock, let's make sure that we get points on the board and don't give them a chance to eat to basically um, discount the fact that we have first possession in the second half and you're still in game. It's still it's still a game time. Two, and I'm oh, sorry, they didn't do that. Refresh everyone's memory on the situation, so we're perfectly clear. They got the ball. The Gunslingers got the ball down the field very, very quickly and had first and goal on the four-yard line. First and goal. with And scored on the next play. Yeah. Right. Why not eat some clock there? Run the ball a little bit, you know, take some, take some, take some time and know and have confidence in your offense that you're going to be able to put some points on the, on the, the board with your first and goal from the four-yard line. I think I know what you're going to say, Philip. Go ahead. But here's the thing. They were already in old crap yep. mode. Because mm -hmm. when we forced a fumble in the end zone, and we take the ball all the way down the field and do not score, the entire team shifted into old crap mode. Oh, crap. Here we go right. again. It's Orlando all over again. We're going to lose. From that point on, we were we were done. We were finished. And Play so – scared. We were. We were playing scared at that point. And so when you say, why not take some time off the clock? Because that's not the mentality. The mentality at that point is we've got to get this ball in the end zone because we're not sure we can. 
We don't know that we can get it in the end zone, so we can't take and play around with downs and waste time off the clock. We have to score points because we're afraid we're behind. we can't do that. I don't, I don't know if that's right. I'm not that's disagreeing, what it felt like. but that's, that's what, what it felt like to us watching from yep. the outside. Yeah. And, and, and that's what gave me the impression that this team wasn't playing like they were in control of the game or even not like they believed they could be in control of the game. Mm-hmm. They were playing like they were behind the eight ball the entire time and the Cobras were in control. Yep. Even when the game was still in question and they were in striking distance and it was still a ball game, even at yep. that point, they were playing that way. At least that's what it felt like. I agree. Uh, I, I what, I'm not saying that I agree with the statement that they were playing scared. I just thought that was the character, characterization that, that really, really fit. Uh, my counter argument to that is twofold. One, uh, you're going to tell a bunch of players that are fired up on high energy that they need to slow walk something into the end zone when the opportunity is right there. Uh, it, it, Bar- Barnett was open. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Okay. Wait, time out, Ralph. We have, we have applauded all year long when the gunslingers and specifically when Coach Fred Shaw has used the clock well and has dominated, has 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 run their game on the other team. And we have applauded them and said, that's how you play the game. So it is only fair when they don't do that that we turn around and go, wait a second, this didn't look good. This wasn't the way that you do this. Um, you say, what are you going to do? Tell tell a bunch of guys that are, are feeling the energy to, to slow down? Yes, yes, because you need two scores in a row to catch back up to where you need to be. So, yes, you need to burn some time off the clock or make them use their timeouts, not give them the opportunity with 57 seconds left in the first half to go down and nullify the the touchdown that you just scored. Am I going to say that? Yes, yes, that's how you play the game because we gave you props for it earlier in the season when you did it that way. And now you're saying, well, it's – they, they they were worked up. No, they showed us before. They know how this works. So, yes, I am going to say slow down and take your time and do not yeah. give the ball back to the team, the other team with 57 seconds and the chance to nullify everything you just worked for for this touchdown. Yeah, I am going to say that, Ralph. Two, two things, two things. One, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because I, I'm not sure who used the word scared. I, I don't want to say that they played scared. I will say what I said was that they played like they didn't believe they were in control. Right. There's a difference. I would agree with that. So, so I wouldn't say scared. I don't think they're ever scared. I just think they, they were playing like they didn't believe they were in control of the game or that they could take control of the game. Second thing, I 100% agree with, with that mentality, Philip, that you're talking about and understanding the situation for, for a couple of reasons. One, you're playing on the road. And two, you're playing a game that we've already determined over the last couple of weeks. If you go down three scores, you're done. You're done in right. this game. Once you go down three scores, you're done. Because it takes a historical type comeback to come back right. and take that win. So in this situation, you already had your one takeaway and you blew it. Right? Of the first half. Mm-hmm. Those things don't come around very often in this game. So that's that's gone. They're, your takeaway 
for the first half, you know, you hope to get one takeaway each half. You hope. And if you get more, then you're just having, you're on a right. roll. But you had that first takeaway and you blew it. So now you have to pay, play conservative and play smart in the sense that we really have to make sure that once the second half starts, our first possession, we're able to take the lead with that possession. And they didn't do that. And it didn't happen. But here's the, control of the game. Here's the problem. We keep, we're looking at each game in a vacuum. We've done that all season long where we're like, ah, yeah, they lost to Jacksonville and that stinks, but Arvell had a rough time, turned over the ball a couple of times, and then we've, we've looked at the Orlando game and we go, well, you know, uh, Orlando has a lot to play for and maybe we don't. And, you know, I don't know, something weird happened and it is what it is. And now we look at Carolina and we're, we're again, dissecting that in a vacuum. Wait, wait a minute. Step back and look at the whole season. I hate to use this word, and if I tick you off, coaches and players, maybe that's a good thing. Regression is what I see. I see a team that started out playing really good football, and slowly throughout the season, as you look across the season, has regressed. Um, Ralph is going to make a point here in a second, and I don't want to steal his thunder, of... Are we getting worse, or maybe the rest of the league is getting better? Um, Ralph, is is that what you were going to say? Is that no. what you were going to Okay. No. I, the, the, I point I was, the point I was going to make is this. Coach Fred Shaw and I have one thing in common. We okay. have a set of two eyes. That's it. Because what I see on the field is not what he sees. I do not have his experience. I cannot right. say why that happened. I cannot say why we went for two immediately after that score. Mm-hmm. Because that feeds to the question are we're trying to get it down to well what we're trying to get it down to at that point was it was a six point lead. We're trying to make it five. We're trying to make it four. Yeah. Five? Six? Five? Th- there's a reason. I don't know what it was, but there were there was a reason. And you can't count on the deuce happening, but okay. There it was with, if we'd made the two-point conversion, it had been a two-point game at that point. So maybe with the deuce added on. It was a five, then went, or what am I saying? It was a four and then down to a two. Well, I'll agree with Philip. This team that we saw on Saturday does not appear to be the same team that we saw in the beginning of the season. Mm. Something has happened. Something has changed. They're not gelling. Their timing is off. So let me speak to that, in my opinion. Um, Have they regressed? Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I will say this. It could be, what about this? Other teams have gotten better. And Michael Wayne Davis made a point earlier in the comments that that we kind of skipped over a few minutes ago. But he was wondering how many people are playing now, right? for Jacksonville, Orlando, and Carolina that weren't with the team at the beginning of the season. So they Good have point. made moves to improve themselves while the Gunslingers have erred more on the side of uh, continuity with their players, which we have applauded them for up to this point. We're not saying they're wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm saying the, what I'm saying is this team, the way it's built and the way it was successful at the beginning of the season was by keeping games close and 
grinding out the win at the end. And that's why we had all those close games. Sure. And people are saying, oh, they only won by one. They only won by two. And, you know, discounting the wins. But it takes a lot of, of guts and, you know, grinding out to grind those wins. It takes a lot of toughness. But you can be built for that style of game, but not built for coming back when you're down multiple scores and you're giving up, uh, you know, 60 something points and only, you know, only scoring 30, 40 points a game and not able to make key stops uh, because you're, you're falling behind. So have they regressed or the other teams just better where they're not able, they're not in the position to keep the games close and pull out the wins at the end anymore. It might be the same gunslingers team from the very beginning. It's just that they're not in the situations. They're not putting themselves in the situations they were at the beginning of the season, particularly on defense. Because the last couple games, they've been scored on almost at will. Every possession. Very few stops. Nine out of 11 possessions scored on. The one fumble was one of the, one of the 11. And kneeling out the game was the other one for Carolina. Nine out of 11 possessions. We were six for 11. That's the difference. Uh, look, defensively. I am so frustrated with seeing wide open receivers in the middle of the field against the gunslingers. Big time. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm like Ralph. I don't, I'm not a coach. I don't know how to fix it. That's not my job. I'm just a fan, and I get to complain about things with my opinion. And so it is what it is. But I am so tired of seeing wide open receivers in the in in the ten yards. I don't know if that's the defensive strategy is, hey, just keep everything in front of you. If you keep it in front of you, uh, it'll be fine. We can we can shut them down. I'll tell you, I don't see that working because if they get four, five, six yards on every play, they're going to just march down the field and mm -hmm. score on you every time, which seems to be what's happening. Um, we're not giving up big plays. I don't see a lot of big plays, home run plays that we're giving up. We give up some. Everybody's going to give up some in arena football. That's going to happen. Um, but we're getting beat on this, uh, you know, death by a thousand cuts sort of way that they're doing things. And, and we're not stopping people because we're letting them have the center of the field that, that 10 or 15 yards uh, after the line of scrimmage, we're just like, sure, complete a pass there. That's fine. I don't see us challenging receivers in that area. And I don't know what that is, but I'm I'm really, really getting frustrated with seeing wide open guys getting the ball in the middle of our defense. It feels wrong. It feels like that's not how it should work. And then also with the Cobras number eighty-eight, there was like three passes that he dropped. I was calling him Butterfinger. Had those connected, that score would have been even higher. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was that was Lance Evans. Uh he yep. did have one touchdown. Uh but the guy that was on fire uh, was where is it? Yeah, uh, Nyquan Murray. Uh, yeah. Murray Murray mm -hmm. finished the game with four touchdowns. And I, you were talking about the big play, Philip. I I don't know if you consider it a big play, but twice in the fourth quarter, we're trying for onside kicks. We set them up on the nineteen, the seventeen, the sixteen. Well, guess what? On the nineteen and seventeen, one play drives. That that makes us wonder. It's like, could couldn't we at least force them to score on third down? I I don't know, but I, 
I think at that point you're in desperation mode. You're kicking onside kicks. If you don't get the ball, like, yeah, they're going to score. It doesn't matter to me if they score on the first play or the third play or the fifth play. Like, they're they're that close. Um, you've given them – that's that's the issue with onside kicks in this particular league is if you don't recover it, you have basically given them a touchdown. Um, they're is. just so close um, that they're going to score points, most likely a touchdown on you, and you're going to have an opportunity to – um, score another one and, and negate that here in a few minutes. But that's the danger of an onside kick in this particular league is there is so much um, that they can do that close. And, and it's in that perfect sort of sweet spot where they recover it, where it's 15, 16, 17 yards, not four or five yards where maybe we can put up a defensive stand. It is in that sweet spot of the defense is spread out. Uh, they talked about this on the Carolina broadcast of, being closer to the end zone is actually tighter and harder to score. You get in that 20-yard range, that 15 to 20-yard range, there's a lot of things you can do there. Um, A lot more ground you have to cover because there's no deep ball when you're in close. Right. Uh, You've got got the mid and you've got the bubble. you got the wall pass. you got uh, the the quick hit. Uh, the, the, The playbook's wide open, but closer in yes yeah i think that's a common thing jim uh, i gotta imagine it's jim inside the walls podcast says the false start on the two-point conversions a backbreaker as well yep killed the momentum that hurts um at that that point why not kick the extra point even the the broadcast team said oh well now now that now it's a no-brainer you kick the extra point yeah but if you needed two points then you still need the two points now so did they need the two points at that point i don't think they really did that's what the coaching staff saw is that they needed two points there. And if you needed two points there, you need two points back here too. Um, I, Playing I get, like you're not in control. That's I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying yeah. if I'm looking at my sheet and I needed two points, I still need two points, whether right. it's to, uh, on the two-yard line or the seven-yard line, I still need two points. Um, Kevin Lewis, which, by the way, great to see you, sir. It's been a while, it feels like, since we've – Heard from you says the saying is winning cures everything. Winning also hides a lot. This season we've been getting badly beaten badly on defense. We were just able to pull those games out. Um, and then he also comes back and says strategy is out the window when you can't stop a, snow, a nosebleed. Um, that's a Tyson quote. Everyone's got a everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the face. That's true. And that's that's true. We had we have a plan and then are we reacting? Yeah, I look a lot of doom and gloom, and that's fair. They've lost two in a row. That hasn't happened all season. Things are looking grim. Understand that all of this can turn around. Yeah. Um, they can they can play Carolina on Saturday, a game we're going to talk a lot about, and we're very excited for. Mm-hmm. And they can run Carolina into the ground, invite them back the very next week into the Freeman, and do it again. And then they go to Jacksonville, which. By the way, that's the thing that I feel like has gotten lost in all this. Losing this game last Saturday means that the championship game is going to happen in Jacksonville. It just yep. is. That yeah. That is not coming to San Antonio unless Orlando beats Jacksonville somehow and we beat Carolina. That would be the only way the championship game will be played in uh, San Antonio. And if you have not been paying attention to Jacksonville and Orlando, it is – um, 
one sided. It's sad. It's one sided. It's like a, a David and Goliath, but not the good story. Um, the <laughs> way the story was supposed to go is what it's been lately. Yeah. Uh, also, I think it's West Texas that are. Actually, it's what Jim is saying, West Texas, but they still have a game against Orlando, don't they? Yeah. No. Uh, no, they played their two against Orlando. They have to play West Texas and Carolina. Well, Carolina. Gonna, okay. But, but I, even if they lose one of those two games, they're not going to lose them both. And even no. if they lose one of those two games, the, the championship game still has to happen there. And, uh, and they will play Orlando, the four seed. That's what I'm meaning. Um, Orlando, gotcha. the four seed in the playoffs. And if Orlando were to happen, to snap to in the playoffs beat them and San Antonio won their game then that game would be here the championship game between Orlando and San Antonio would be here but that's mm -hmm. not going to happen there's I, a lot I don't of ifs probably happen. not no there, there's a lot of ifs so so yeah. the teams that are playing right now the teams that still exist no team has lost a home playoff game they're eight no no so yeah. it that's everyone's saying it's so important it's so important why eight no uh, right. History of the league, uh, I'm getting old. They need to remind me every single time. Uh, i got to go back and find it here real quick because I asked this question this morning, and Jim had to tell me so I didn't have to look it up, and now I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, well, while you look that up. Blame like, the heat. 13-2 two. in yep. the history of. That's the record according to what Jim showed me. That's how important home field is. Yes, and we all know that. Jim with the two with the two upsets, very very important. Yes, and and to piggyback off of what Philip was just saying a little while ago, we're not trying to be doom and gloom. We're making our observations of how this game went. We're disappointed in the outcome of the game. Obviously, mm -hmm. most definitely, we are, we are gunslinger fans. So we love our gunslingers. We love Coach Shaw. We love we love the entire organization, but. Um, also, let's not take away credit from a very good Carolina team. We were playing on the road, and the Gunslingers were missing a very, very important piece of their puzzle in Kali Rashad, who was not available for the game because of an injury and didn't make the trip. Maybe he changes th some things. Maybe he changes the offensive game plan, and, and things could have been a little different. But the way things ended up, it's, it was an ugly, especially second half. They were still in the game up until the end of that first half. Mm -hmm. And and then, in my opinion, started playing, as I said, like they didn't believe they could take control of that game. Right. Right. Well, and what's great, if there's anything great about this, what's great about this loss is that you have the chance to come back the very next week against mm -hmm. the exact same opponent in your home stadium and just – hammer and so everybody out there that's like ah see this is what i've been saying and i've seen it and you can't even respond at this point as a gunslinger fan because the way things look right now they're right but people on social media that say see i've been telling you all week long the gunslingers are overrated um you can shut all those people up this week like you can right. shut them all up on saturday um by just hammering carolina uh worse than they hammered you but just just yep going in and just absolutely wiping the floor with Carolina and saying, hey, you may have thought we were done and and fairly, 
Um, but we're still here. Like you can do all of that. Um, you go they out. Need to you, do all yeah, they need to. It, it's a must. You go out and lose this game against Carolina, and then you have to go to Carolina in this uh, first playoff game. Uh, it's going to be a tough road to win in Carolina. You just saw how that went this week. Right. Uh, you're going to go out to Carolina. You, you, you're in danger of this season that started off so beautifully and so well, ending with a big whimper. Um, if you lose this game uh, this week, I don't want to say, I don't want to call it playoff football because you don't go home. You've still got another game, no matter what happens, but this is as close to a must win game as you can have. This is playoff mentality because you don't want to go back to Greensboro. No, you, you want don't. them to come back here. And that's what you're playing for. Ultimately is, is where that game is going to be played. You and win, I, you keep it here. You lose, you go to Greensboro in two you, weeks. You need to make a statement to the Carolina Cobras. You need to make a statement to the rest of the league with a win at home here. And you need to make a statement to yourselves to look in the mirror. And you need to make a statement to yourselves because you don't want to go into these playoffs on a three-game losing streak, limping no. in. Not Nobody wants to do that. I mean, that's nope. that's worst possible scenario. Nope. Funny you should use the words look in the mirror. Uh, the uh, What I submitted for a press release ended with a quote from uh, Coach Shaw. And his the quote was, uh, we each have to look ourselves in the mirror and ask, what did I do wrong? And that the team's very aware. The team is extremely aware of how important this is. It really is, you know, gut check time. Who the heck are we? First three games of the year, it was like, okay, we're going to find out are we as good as we think we are. And now, coming down to this next game, are we as good as we thought we were all along? Because losing this game puts us on the wrong side of history with regard to that 8-0 and 13-2. and And they know it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, we're starting to look like Carolina. And I don't mean Carolina this year. We're starting to look like Carolina last year. If you remember correctly, Carolina last year absolutely blew away the league for the first half of the season. And then some things happened. One of those being Jonathan Bain got injured, but that wasn't as big a piece, it felt like to me, as everything else. Carolina, even before Bain got injured, were starting to, to falter. And by the end of the season, they weren't they weren't a championship team. They didn't look like a championship team. Um, and they they you know they won a playoff game if I remember correctly. They went into the championship game, but Albany was there and uh, and kind of made them look silly, if you ask me. Basically, I kind of think we need to credit Jim Renier as a producer on this uh, podcast because he's <laughs> the up there of the record. It was in fact a five and zero start. And they finished nine and five. Yep. Uh, Carolina did. They also played two more games because they were trying to honor uh, the games that weren't played the COVID year to mm -hmm. their their fan base. And so they played without a bye. And that's got to wear. The dings don't mm -hmm. get a time to heal. You don't get a chance to recover. We don't have that excuse with regard to the bye week. No, we don't. We don't have the excuse of of. Uh, the bye week situation from Carolina. We don't have the excuse of we lost our 
starting quarterback who was setting the league on fire. We don't we don't have those things. Um, but this nope. is starting to feel like that sort same sort of thing, you know. Let's some, let's let's talk about what we do have though. Okay, uh, I, I don't want to be too 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 negative. Uh, although we we started out that way, and you know, rightfully so, coming off of this game, we're we're just we're talking about what we saw. That's right. it. That's it. Um, but let's let's talk about some of the positives that we saw that we could take from this and, and build on. One, this was all what 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 I just said. Part of what we didn't saw, see, we didn't see Kylie Rashad, right. and I don't know the nature of the injury. I don't know if that's if that's been made public or anything, but I'm I'm hoping he's available next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we have that as a positive, huge piece of the Gunslingers' offense. Everybody knows that, and special teams, sure. no secret. Um, so coming back, he could make a difference. Two will be at home. Three, I think um, Kadir Chisholm really showed a lot this game. Um, I think he he played a very good game, and and he showed that what we've already seen in uh, maybe not as prominently as because he, he was featured more in this game due to the injury. Uh, same thing with Philip Barnett. Again, we've seen a lot of that mm-hmm. as well, but he had a good game outside of a couple of costly drops. Um, those are things we've expected, and they're still there. Um, I also think Arvell Nelson showed that he's he's still the guy, and he could mm-hmm. still lead this team. Um, you know, we wondered a little about a bit about his struggles, and I thought I thought he played. Uh, a good game, you know, not enough to, to keep us in the game to win, but it wasn't on his shoulders. And then lastly, um, Kendrick Ings, mm-hmm. after only literally one week of preparation and being kind of thrown into, or two weeks, no, uh, two days. or two days, two days. Okay. I saw the two and I didn't feel yep. like it was two weeks, but okay. Nope. Two days. Yeah. Two days of preparation. Um, and we lost Philip, but we'll just continue here. Um, two days of preparation, he was able to step in in a feature role and be very, very productive. There was one Arvell Nelson uh, deep pass that very nearly could have resulted in a touchdown uh, oh, that man. just barely went just off of uh, Kendrick Ng's hands. And I think it was more of a timing thing where he's just kind of not used to that yet or the, the delivery and, and the timing. And you know that that could have that could have changed the thing. So Wasn't it Ings the? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Was it Ings the one that had the one-handed touchdown? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was that was that was awesome. That that was the second score uh, that we had in the second half, and it was pretty brilliant. Yeah. No, Ings is an incredibly talented player and a great addition and weapon. And we didn't get a chance to see yet what he's going to look like with the Gunslinger's offense as a whole. And I mean, obviously, with Kali Rashad out there. So hopefully we get to see that next week at home in Freeman Coliseum in front of a good crowd that's going to be backing our team. And we're going to see a big difference in that statement that we want our team to be making. I will tell you that it goes under the radar a little bit. You guys may have said this. I had to step away for a second. But... Without Kendrick Ings, this was a blowout. Like Kendrick Ings played his heart out. out. He yes. played hard. He made big plays. He was probably the best player on the field for the Gunslingers. And without him, 
this would have been really lopsided, in my opinion. Um, it, getting all of the pieces back and, and humming like the Gunslingers can, like we know they can, Kendrick Kings <laughs> is going to be an amazing addition um, based on what yes. I saw. Provided he is he is okay. I don't know about his injury status. I know he went out of the game with a head or neck, it looked like, kind of injury into the wall. Yeah, it took a while. Mm. To we did see uh, brilliance from him at, 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 in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be there. He, we had where they allowed us to return. Uh, I mean, they, we, we started all four possessions in the first half on the 10 two of those by deuce and yeah he he was attempting to make returns throughout the entire game there was no bobbling of the ball there were i mean we wouldn't we would not have expected that and i i think as he gets more in sync with the team we're we're going to be a pick your poison who do you want to cover right rashad ings barnett chisholm and those are just the first names that came to buy because there's more. <laughs> Robinson, you know, I mean. They yeah, definitely yeah. have some weapons. Yes. This offense is capable of scoring a lot of points. They haven't the last couple of games, but I think a lot of that has been that the team has been in, in situations where they're not playing offensively. They're not playing their game plan. They, they, they no longer were able to because they, they dug holes. So the play calling, everything changed. It's, and, and it's, I, the defense has to get the stops when, when they're supposed to. And I don't want to make excuses for the team, but I know it's mentioned before, the temperature, the heat here in San Antonio. I know that it was like 110, 100. When they're practicing, do you think endurance is, is, is affecting them at all? Uh, Just honestly, to be a devil advocate. Honestly, if you're practicing in that kind of heat and then you get to go into the stadium, it's like taking the weights off your bat. I feel like you should be playing better in an arena game where it's 75 degrees when you've been practicing in 102. Um, I, I feel like you go, wow, this is easy all of a sudden. Um, I can breathe and I'm not you know, having to drink a gallon of uh, Gatorade every quarter I, I i just kind of feel like that's taking the weights off the bat at that point if that's where you're, i mean i i could be I'm, i was just Leo. thinking like let's say for example with the heat instead of doing like 10 plays now you're only doing five or seven is that affecting them that's all i was saying but you never know I, like i said i don't want to make excuses for them but i do know the heat is a factor here in texas compared to maybe other parts of the country where it's not so hot but you guys have played football i haven't so i don't know i would i would be like i'm out that's just me. Uh, Alfred Rodriguez hot. brings up a great point. By the way, Alfred Rodriguez is a brand new Patreon member, patron oh, of you. the show. Uh, he says, working out in the heat used to work for the Cowboys back in the days, especially in the 90s. I think that there is no, uh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that they used to work out in Wichita Falls in the heat and they won Super Bowls. They went to Oxnard, California and inside the Alamo Dome in San Antonio and they always fall apart late in the season. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, okay, I think Philip. that those are connected <laughs> on some level. Um, yeah. When you work out in that kind of heat, you just have a different sort of toughness. Um, it's true. And we should have that. Okay. 
I'm also interested in Alfred Rodriguez's previous comment, if you can bring that one up. Yep. Where he says, maybe losing the bullseye on our backs as being the number one seed <clears throat> might do some good for the team. Should take the weight off the guy's shoulders if there was any. Now, I have a question regarding that. Is that the case? Could it be that maybe they've went from one extreme in the eyes of the other teams in the league? If they went from one extreme where they had the target on their back because they were the team to beat, where now they've gone the opposite end of the spectrum, but they still have the target on their back because now it's like the other teams are going for the jugular and it's a little bit of revenge for what the gunslingers did to them earlier in the season. And they see a team that's limping, you know, you know, not, not a hundred percent. And they want to come in and make a, a statement because of previous games. I don't want to go full on pastor on you, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you a story about a guy named Samson. And Samson used to beat the heck out of Philistines every chance he got. And he yep. had a target on his back. And mm -hmm. finally, he got caught because he was stupid, and he got uh, he got chained up, locked up, and the Philistines had him as a prisoner. He was able, one last time, to bring down the entire dome with the Philistines in it because they brought him out because they wanted to show off how they had Samson and beat him up and whip him in front of the whole crowd, and that's how he was able to end that whole story, the whole story of Samson ends after his eyes have been gouged out and they want to parade him around like an animal. Look, just because we're not number one anymore doesn't mean teams aren't ready to beat the crap out of the gunslingers because we were number one and we were on the top of the pile for mm -hmm. so long that now they want to put their foot on it and take a picture of themselves flexing. Look what I did. Look what I beat the gunslingers. <clears throat> it doesn't change a dang thing. I wish it did. I, I, that'd be great. But I'm with Leo here. I think everybody wants to take their picture beating, you know, punching number one in the stomach. And they're not they're not going to slow up on the gunslingers at all. You're still going to get everybody's best shot. You oh, can't. we've definitely been getting everyone's best shot. And you're still going to. Orlando played a fantastic game. Uh... And has not played one since. <laughs> yes. They played the Jacksonville, Jagu uh, the Jacksonville Sharks twice and just just – Crap the bed both times. They don't do that against the gunslingers, but nope. they go out there against the, the Sharks and don't even give them a game. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. That, it's a uh, go figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I will mention two things that I did see during the game, not necessarily football related. Their mascot. Did that mascot even look like a cobra? To me, it looked like a mouse. No, Anybody notice that? <laughs> that's a cobra. It's cute. No. I'm all right with well, that. Cobras are supposed to be cute, though. That's the whole point, right? We, they tried to make a, a, a cobra cute, and that's that's the end result. It looked like Which... Lilo and Stitch kind of thing. No? <laughs> Am I wrong? I, I mean, I don't think we should be throwing stones as a team. I was just, I'm just being observant. You know me. I was me. just I'm about to say. Is he you better know? than the gunslinger mascot? Uh, at least one? they're making a, an, 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 you know, an attempt out there. We uh, definitely need a kid-friendly facing mascot. We do. We do. And then we the do. second thing I would say, um, you know me, the cheerleaders. I, I don't well, know what there. they were wearing and who decides their, their costume because it's not even a costume. It's like a workout outfit. 
But I get it that the theme was a military, but they had the camouflage shirt, and then they had these little booty shorts did not look good at all. And then look. when they came on the halftime, they had like uh, the jeans, cutoff jeans, which is fine, but none of them were even the same length. At least be coordinated. That's all I got to say. Again, I look. love shooters. We look great. We look professional. Look, when I logged on to the, the broadcast, the yes. first thing I saw was their dance team. And I'm not going to make a comment about their outfits uh, because I don't think that's appropriate. RC can do that. I don't do that. But they were wearing camo shirts, which to me denotes the military. I, they were doing that. a dance routine to stay in alive. <laughs> I find that a little disrespectful to the military Disturbing. that you were you were doing a dance routine in military garb. That's what camo is. Right. When you're doing military uh, appreciation night to stay in alive seems to be a little bit beyond the pale to me. I thought it was kind of disrespectful. I don't think they I, meant I it that way, but I think somebody should have stopped and went, wait, are we saying something here that we don't mean to say? Right. Right. Am I wrong on that? Ralph, I mean, you were there in the building. You saw it. Was What, you, what, what were your thoughts? You're a military wait. guy. You're Actually, I, I didn't see it because I was outside at the box office uh, handing out guest tickets uh, for our players. And if you want to go way behind the scenes with me for just a moment, we actually had in Carolina a big, big number of fans that were fans of the gunslingers that were invited that's cool uh, I'm to find oh, nice. it real quick we handed out 38 tickets that's great wow and that's, it, it, that's in carolina and so i was running back and forth quite a bit even after the game my last ticket i handed out was in the second quarter uh but we we had people showing up well, and, and kudos to the Cobras because a lot of the fans I noticed had shirts representing the Cobras where I had yeah. not seen that in other games. Yep. But, but Ralph, as a former, as a military guy, the dance team doing a dance routine in camo to stay in alive. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Maybe you don't have any. Well, I thought it was pretty disrespectful. I'm going to quote my favorite player. I'm going to quote Pierre Turner here. All right. Uh, it's not the worst I've ever seen. Oh, my okay. gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I mean. You want to know the worst I've ever seen, in my opinion? Sure. sure. We got time. We got time. We're just doing a podcast. High school band and dance squad performing to Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. I just. Oh. What? What? Uh, are, they, are they really doing that and no one notices? And it was in a showcase setting that was on television. There was no escaping it. Uh, I felt like that country singer, am I the only one? Because it's like, um, I, not my daughter, but that's, uh, right. uh, that, that yeah. was, that was say cringe. Or maybe they used to say it. I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> Again, uh, if there are Carolina uh, personnel that see or hear this, I don't think it was something that was meant disrespectful on purpose. Well, but I'm, I think when you take a you take a step back and you look at it, you go, "E, yeah. we might be saying something here that we didn't mean to say." Well, I'm, I'm uh, going to be political in a way for just one moment. Gary Vaught 
uh, came up and, and he labeled it. Here's the part of what Gary's saying there, 100% disrespectful. Less than 1% of the entire U.S. population knows somebody who's serving in the military. Mm -hmm. So the disconnect of, okay, we want to do military appreciation night, they're looking at Hollywood, anything, we're putting a ribbon on it, and we're, you know, we're throwing a salute. Uh, did anyone teach them how to salute? Uh, you know, if, if you're really going to do it, do it. All in or nothing. And, and you know, the tug of war at halftime. That, that was cool. You, you sure. had yeah. That was interesting. That was different. That was fine. But the service members were out there performing and pulling for your entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's a great song. It's a great song for dance performance. Sure. Probably not the best song for a dance Just, performance with that theme. Right. right. Connecting exactly. those two things together yeah. is where, you sh where somebody should have stopped and went, are we saying, are we being glib about the mission of our military men and women and just reducing it down to ah, 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 staying alive? And, and, and I, that is glib and that is disrespectful to me. And I don't I, think they thought of that beforehand. No, I don't Probably think so. Probably should have. Heidi Higgins had a comment that uh, she comes from a military family. Reality is most of the people who are joining the military come from basically what you could say the American warrior caste. It, my father did, my grandfather did, all the way back. It's just what we do, we serve. Right. And that's uh, one of my commanders used to call it, you have the patriot gene. That you would consider this, that you would take the oath, that you would write a blank check to your country up to the value of your entire life. I, again, I'm not, not trying to get political here and right. we're getting kind of sidetracked. Philip, you preached. I'm going to preach on that, <laughs> on that subject. Absolutely. And I'm going to preach. Just watch what you're wearing, people. <laughs> I mean. I just love you know, I just love them. I do. I, you, you turn you this all back around and you say the Gunslingers organization, both with our six shooters and with our military themed appreciation nights, they uh, hit the right tone all the way around so often. Um, it, it is it is nice to watch these other faux pas, um, mm -hmm. mistakes that are made in other places and go, wow. I'm glad that we're on top of things and that we do things just we better. We do it right. We um, do it right and, we and do better. It right. My, my suggestion there would have been, if you want to be kind of sexy, put them all in military caps, military ball caps, the brown or green T-shirt, mm -hmm. and slightly baggy, hey, that's what fatigue pants are. I, they did it with parachute pants in the, in the 80s. Sure. You can do dance routines to that. And... I, I think girls in hats are always cute. That's why I like our six shooters. <laughs> so going into the next game uh, on the football field, Ralph, what do you think we need to do? What has to happen to make sure that this doesn't happen again, that we don't have a repeat? We have the same two teams. How do we make sure it's not a repeat of what we just saw? Well, we're, we're talking about a theme of, of inconsistency, so the flip side of that is be consistent. And Arvell Nelson in the quote that I had basically said a lot of 
what we need to do is we need to look at film. We need to see where the mistakes are, and it is on us to fix it. And not later, not at some point. The time is now. Right. Yep. While there may be a tomorrow, it's not a tomorrow you want to face. It's now. It's this week. Yes, Kevin Lewis, I absolutely agree. They need to come out angry. They need to take no crap from anyone on any side. We're at home. You've got the crowd behind you. You've got that energy on tap. Go out there and stick them. Go out there and show that fire. But execute, execute, execute. We, we can. We need to. And the time is now. We need There's some nasty. What do you think, Leo? I 100% agree. Uh, they need to play angry. They need to make a statement. They need to do all of those things. They need to play like they're in control of the game. Even when they're down. They always had this sense at the beginning of the season, even when yes. they were down, that they had this calmness to them that it was like, okay, we're still in control. It's okay, we're down, but we're going we're gonna to fix this. We're going to write this. You don't see that that sense. You don't see that on, in the gunslingers anymore watching this game. They don't have that sense of control. And they need to get that back. And I 100% agree with Arvell Nelson's sentiment that Ralph is relaying to us. And I'm, I'm very uh, – I'm not surprised at all that he has this sentiment because there is no tomorrow. Yes, there's, this is not a playoff game, but like we said earlier – you can't go into the playoffs on a three-game loss. Right. It, that's just going to destroy your confidence, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase the confidence of whoever you might be playing in the first round. And, it, you know, it might have implications, implications on where you're playing as if well. You, if you lose this game, you go into the playoffs and go into Carolina, have to go back to Greensboro on three straight losses, I can't imagine that you win that playoff game. I just right. can't. Right. It may not be a playoff game, but you have to act like it is a playoff game this Saturday. You have to give it 110%. And not only the players, the fans too. We have to back them up. We have to show up. Absolutely. Yes, and look, they can't make it any easier for you. Um, tickets are available. Price is great. And they're going to have a lot of fun with Superhero Night. And they're going to make tickets available to all first responders uh -huh. um, for free. Like, they can't make this any easier for to get you and your family and your friends into the building. They've done everything they can do. It's going to be a great afternoon. Game is at 3 o'clock. Um, just no get there. There's no excuse. You can do your part. Um, I'm excited about one more game. In the yeah. Coliseum. It's the only one we're guaranteed at this point. Um, because if they lose this one, then there won't be another game in Freeman Coliseum for the rest of the season. Well, it's going to uh, be fun. There's going to be uh, some events going on outside. Uh, if you've been to the Freeman, you know the main entrance where the Cowboy is. There is a section that's fenced off. Apparently that section is going to be opened up. And the Gunslingers will be having some kind of a festival thing first responders night show up with your id if you are a first responder if you know a first responder all they have to do is walk up and show their id as a first responder i have reached out to the union for both the san antonio police department and the firefighters to let them know 
I'm not going to count on that getting to everybody. If you know an EMT, I can't find a way to get a hold of all the EMTs. Talk to your EMT brothers and sisters if you know them, if you're in the sound of our voice. We want you there. We want to see you. Uh, we're not going to embarrass you, but we want we want you there. And it is superheroes theme night. Am I getting ahead, Philip? No, go ahead. Go for <laughs> no, it. No, keep going. Well, I I view we obviously view our day to day heroes as heroes. Uh, our players, uh, our action heroes. They all have jobs to do what they do. They give up so much. They have to manage the entire rest of their life around and get support from this and they go out there they go from guy in the street working a job as a dispatcher coordinator for education it support air conditioning truck driver warehouse guy because it's hard to get jobs when you can only work what eight months out of the year mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to make big bucks like that that's what these guys give up to play the game San Antonio, please come out and support. Please. It's not about paid tickets at this point. This is the last guaranteed home game. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Come on out. You will not regret it because it will be fun. This will be a blast. <laughs> and I know I, see how I have a new background. I don't know if anyone has noticed. And I've kind of covered it up because it's supposed to say the gunsling hers. However, yeah. the person who made the board didn't really follow my direction, so he's going to correct it. And so I'm asking everyone who is part of the Gunsling Hers, um, I posted it today, to get a cape and a mask, blue or red, it doesn't matter. And at halftime, we're going to take a picture, and it's going to look a little different. I'm going to add some little diamonds and things like that to this post behind me. But we're definitely going to take a group picture at halftime all of the san antonio gunsling hers so bring your cape and bring your mask because all of us we are heroes to somebody absolutely um it's gonna be a good time uh you know the doom and gloom of well, we may not have another uh game this season like forget about that like let's come out and have a good time uh, i know these have already been put out uh by the team but we haven't got a real clear picture of the fan jerseys that are available. Oh, I've man. got them. If anybody wants to see them, um, we can go through all four of them. You can tell me which one you're going to buy, Leo. I'm sorry, which one? Which one? What are you talking gonna about? Buy? One? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are killing me, man. <laughs> it's not going to be just one. I, and, I, I haven't been in town to see it because I was with Oh, okay. I, I didn't see it. I was just about to shoot you out of here, but I'm going to keep you around so you can see these. Uh, I know you've got other things that you do on Monday nights, and so we wanted to let you get to that. But while you're here, uh, I'll show you these. We'll start out with this one. Uh, this is your uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yep. I'm there you that go. One. <laughs> Web slingers. Love it. Your your web slingers, your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, and Spider Man would was great. But what I always loved about Spider Man was not so much Spider Man, but Venom, and so they have a Venom alternate jersey as well. Yep, um, I'm getting that big one. Big fan of the black and white Venom. And then if if Spider Man's not your thing, uh, but 
You love the Marvel sort of superheroes. They also have the Hulk. Love it. Yep, I'm getting that one. The Incredible Gunslingers. Look at that. It's all ripped to right through the center. You can look like you have a six-pack, even if you don't. (laughs) Check that out. And then finally, uh, there is the San Antonio Gunslingers, the, the Captain America uh, oh. version here. Ooh, the flag, good. the A-hat, the shield on the back. I am sure that our buddy Super Mike Steele is going to be all over this one. Leo, you sure. getting this one too? I'm not getting that one. And you want to know why? Sure. Because Dolores will kill me if I buy four jerseys on <laughs> one night. So I got to at least cut one out. I got to show some sort of restraint. And if I've got to eliminate one, uh, I, I, get, I guess it's going to be that one. I, I, yeah, I'm like Alfred. I, I feel broke already. Please forgive me, Dolores. <laughs> Jay Washington loves the Venom jersey. I am I am partial to the Venom jersey. He was always my favorite uh, growing up and watching uh, or reading comic books. I think they've done terrible jobs with the movies. In fact, I don't even think I've seen the second one. Um, but I love the Venom jersey. Uh, I also like this Hulk one a lot more I like than I like Hulk. the Incredible Hulk. I'm not a big Incredible Hulk guy. He's not usually my favorite, but something about this. Um, I'm a oh, big fan of this. That would, yeah. what it, I'll tell you what it, what it is. This has attitude. Yeah, um, attitude. Anyone named Stubing who is on right now listening to this or that watches this later or hears this later, please, 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 4X, if you have them. I will be I, there. I will be there early, as early as I can get there, but please. Forex. Yeah, Hobby my un- forex too. Hobby needs a forex. Any of my, those. My my understanding is they do order some forex. They're just usually the first things to go. So I know. Um, at least that's what Jordan told me when uh, we accused him of no longer ordering forex jerseys. We <laughs> he, we have he hit fans. me back. <laughs> we have big fans. Uh, Leo and I are a couple of those big fans, and we need uh, we need the bigger sizes. Uh, so there you go, Ralph. There are the four different, four of them. Thank you. Um, alternate uh, jerseys or fan jerseys that you can purchase at the game. Alfred Rodriguez says, hey, they got to start selling these online. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool and all, but um, they want you to go to the game. They want you to be that's at the game. That's part of the the draw. Is, that's where you can get a hold of these jerseys. Ralph. I know you've got to uh, to jet off. Um, you're calling the game on Sunday or on Saturday, Saturday, and you don't expect any of these Gunslingers fans to hear that call live, right? No, I don't want them to. I want them to go back and go to watch the game because, oh, that was so exciting. Oh, that was so big. And then they can get exposed to me. Now, anyone who is in the greater San Antonio area or as far away as Philip is, or even beyond, be here. This is going to be a great event, and you'll be sorry if you weren't. Oh, I think I lost Philip. I was waiting for him to chime in, and he's just standing there staring at us, and then I realized, oh, 
he probably dropped. He's yes. Jenkins, the play-by-play -play commentator <laughs> for the San Antonio Gunslingers. And I think I can back myself out. Well, thank you, Ralph, for everything yeah, for and for all the information. <laughs> Would love having you. Good night. I have three brothers now. See you now. Saturday. Yes. Yes. See you yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Guns yeah. up. Guns up. <laughs> yep. Be there, guys. Absolutely 100%. Freeman Coliseum is a place to be on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, as mentioned earlier, if you know any first responders, make sure you relay the message to them. Because uh, the Gunslingers have been a little bit quiet uh, as, in that regard as far as getting that out. Um, it's been there. It's out there for those of us that are following the team. We know. But we definitely We've need to share that. we the podcast. Yes. Yes. We definitely need to share that. And we need to show up and show out. We can't sit here and criticize our Gunslingers and say, well, you know, we wish you'd have done this or wish you'd have done that or play, you know, like you, like you believe you could take control of the game. You know, I've been offering my criticisms. I can't do that and then not be there showing my right. support and doing my part, being loud and rowdy and, and taking part in the gunslingers uh, efforts to take home that last regular season win in Freeman Coliseum. Can't do that. Not going to do that. We'll definitely be there. And I urge all of you watching, listening to be there along with the rest of us because it's going to be a great night as it always is. Win or lose, it's, oh, that win or lose, it's always a lot of fun. These guys put together a great event uh, in the background. Everything outside of off of the field is great. And usually what's on the field is great. We have a couple of exceptions Lately, but they've been on the road. Yep. Uh, me myself, it 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 feels like it's been an eternity since we've had a home game. The last home game I couldn't make it to because of some family reasons. So right. I even miss. I, I'm a week longer than you guys uh, are, and it just feels like it's. RC been wasn't able to be at that game either. Mm -mm. That's it right. Was, yeah. Our game. Yep. It's been it's, it's been a while been, since all of the a month. Has it been at least three weeks? Was it my birthday? No, it was the no, uh, your birthday you were there. It was the West Texas game that they almost came back on that we were all able to that's the last game we were all there for. Uh was yeah. that nearly disastrous West Texas game. Uh I was calling the game. I wasn't down in our our yeah. section, but uh yeah, that's the last game I think we were all the and that was forever ago. Like that seems like it was it was a long forever time ago. ago. It was. I can't I can't wait for that. That atmosphere that we have in the Freeman Coliseum, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, and I think the players need to feel that again from they us. They need to feel the love. Yes. Well, and if you were one of those folks, and I don't know if they're out there, but I'm sure they are. If you're one of those folks that's like, why would I go? I can just watch it on YouTube and watch it live. I've got to tell you, you are missing 70% of the experience by watching it on your TV at home. I don't care how big your TV is. I don't care how good your surround sound is. The experience of being there in the stadium is like no other sport I've ever been to live. Hockey is the closest. Um, hockey is a completely different experience in the arena as opposed to watching it on TV. Um, I love them. I love hockey games on TV, but there's nothing like going to a hockey game in person. The, the ice... The feeling of the 
um, the humidity in the stadium that's that's higher because of the ice, um, the 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 sound of the clicks on the ice. Like the hockey is amazing live, is what I'm saying. Um, this is better. Like this is this has a wider divide between watching it on TV and being there live. If you have not been to a game live, you are missing out. Don't just watch this thing on YouTube. Uh, get out to the game. Find a way to do it. These games and it's are air conditioned too, so the way to cool off. Yes, right. the heat that we've been having. Who doesn't want to be in a temperature control environment while enjoying, uh, you know, some Smash Mouth, you know, fast action football? These games are so much fun that I have bear witness to. You can get your toenail ripped off of your foot, oh. and you still will not leave the game until That's it's over. Back. <laughs> you will not leave the game until it's over. That's For a true sure. Fan. That's a true fan. <laughs> that is a true fan. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's been a lot of fun. The season has been a lot of fun, but we've got a job to do. Like, Come and have fun and enjoy the game, but you've also got a job to do. Because we have yet to see, I feel like, a crowd that helps the gunslingers in Freeman Coliseum. We've had big crowds. We've had loud crowds. But I don't both. think that, we, you know, I, I think this is a game where we can actually show up and affect this game in a positive way for our gunslingers and be that ninth man, um, not, not the Jason Gibson style of uh you know affecting the play on the field but we can um be loud and affect the other team um i won't reach up and knock the ball away from any of the the receivers even though i stand in a pretty similar place to jason gibson um i won't do that but i will yell and scream and be hoarse uh for the rest of the weekend to get there bring your cowbells um, Bring your cowbells, bring your thunder sticks, bring your noisemakers, bring your air-powered. Hey, bring everything. Bring your costumes. This is also an opportunity for us to go out there and be idiots and dress up in costumes that we have no business wearing and nobody's going to judge you. Right. (laughs) Because we're all going to be just having fun and being crazy. And, and, And to note on the cowbells, we, I, I have run into some people recently at work and other places that are new to Texas and have brought up the thing about the cowbells and like, Oh man, those are so annoying. I can't stand that. And I don't understand how that's allowed at football. And I'm like, welcome to South Texas, baby, because Mm -hmm. where there's football, there's cowbells cowbells. outside of college because they have their little, you know, rules or whatever, but high school football, you know, it's, it's cowbells, 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 and it's a Texas thing, and if it annoys you, well, too bad. We're having fun with them. Michael Wayne Davis says, leave those Spider-Man underoos at home. Heck no. Wear them. Bring them. Wear them bring under them. your shorts, Somebody man. bring us good luck. <laughs> I asked so, Doris if she's going to wear her Wonder Woman outfit. She says she's cooking something up. We'll see. Okay, good. We'll see. I think she's a little bit nervous about it, whether she'll still she can still fit into the Wonder Woman costume. Fit that was a it. couple years ago, but you, um, I mean, you know how how ladies could be, and she's very conscious no, about 
any, you know, she gains half a pound and she freaks out. So she looks beautiful, whatever she wears. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get over to the camp, because we want to talk about the cheer camp, uh, I want to I want to put something out there on the NAL sort of. Uh, Y'all need to leave the gunslingers alone, NAL folks out there who always complain about the fact that we have an open end zone on one side of our field. You know what? Shut the hell up. That's what I'm going to say. Stop it. Because if you're going to let Greensboro go out there and have this odd little one-yard area at the back of their end zone that is out of bounds and not against the wall, and you're not going to say anything about that, you need to shut up. Mm -hmm. Every arena is a little different. I don't particularly like that one yard at the back of the end zone that is not part of the end zone. It seems outside the spirit of the game to me. Very weird, it's all yeah. played inside the walls, just extended out. Another yard on each side. That's fine. Everybody understands that's how the field works. That's how that field works. I'd be fine with that. But they let them have that little strip, and that's fine. If that's what, what, what they prefer in Greensboro, that's okay. But y'all stop it with this whole – I see people all the time on social media, what's up with that? They got that wide open end zone. That's stupid. Yeah, shut up. If you're not going to say anything about Greensboro, <laughs> then don't say anything about right. the Freeman. Y'all just get out of here with it's that. The, it's the Greensboro gap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For inexplicably, the Greensboro – and I'm saying Greensboro because that's how they pronounce it over there. I learned Greens from the broadcast. It's not right. Burrow. They, they keep saying Greensboro. Greensboro. Uh, it's the Greensboro gap. Which, yeah, I don't understand why that's there. It bothered me, too. And also, we've talked about this before on the show. Most of these guys played high school football, right? A lot of these high school fields have the track that goes around, around right. the field. Oh, yeah. They have open end zones and past that end zone. Track surface is not is not soft and plush. No. You know, so people complaining about how dangerous that is. Yes, it's it's every Everything is dangerous. There's an element of, of danger to stepping outside your front door, to getting out of your bed I mean, in the morning. The, this, these guys are used to that sort of thing. The open end zone is not ideal. No, I agree. Not. I would love to see them is. close it off. But the whole thing about, oh, that's ridiculous. That's, that's so Bush League. And I've seen those mm. kind of comments. Like, forget yeah. that. If you're not going to say anything about what they do in Greensboro, they Bruh. don't say anything about San Antonio. <laughs> um, you're just looking. And another thing I want you Gunslingers fans to do, y'all need to start taking up for Ralph and his crew, Texas Sports Productions. I see lots of people asking over and over again, what's the best broadcast crew in the NAL? And people will throw out answers. They don't ever throw out Orlando because that one sucks. But they throw <laughs> out the other ones, and nobody jumps out there and says, San Antonio. It has a great broadcast, and they do. They do a great job. They put on a great show. Um, I've worked with those guys. They work very hard at what they do. You guys need to stick up for them. You need to you need to uh, take up for your gunslinger broadcast and Ralph and and Gabe and uh, 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 those guys um, and let people know that you think that they are doing a great job because outside Orlando, there are a lot of really great broadcast but i really think ours deserves a mention with all of the really good ones the jacksonvilles and the uh the greensboro 
um, which was not terrible. I don't think it was as good as Ralph and Gabe. Um, they were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I can't stand, I've already alluded to twice. Orlando right. is awful. Just awful. Um, Weren't they I don't... even drinking on air? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. They, they've been drinking on air. They do trivia questions. They talk about their favorite cartoons. They, th- they talk about their favorite. Um, there are a couple of trivia hosts, apparently. That's what they do uh, to earn a little extra money. And they, they've got that attitude, man, of trivia hosts. I got nothing against trivia hosts. Like, that's a cool job. I'd love to do that sometime. But, wow. Um, they, are, they are not good at this whole broadcasting football thing. Uh, it is... It is not good, and it's not good on the technical side. That that whole broadcast is broke. You you have to find a balance, yeah. And I don't like, I do not like criticizing broadcast crews because I know how much work from experience goes into that, and how difficult it's. It's not easy. It's not just talking into a microphone, people. It it can be very difficult. Uh, So I don't like to criticize, but I. uh, I totally understand where Philip is, is coming from, what he's saying. And they're, they're, you need to find a balance when you have these themes and other stuff that you're talking about with what's happening in front of you on the field and what everybody's there to see. True. Right. Maybe we need to yeah. start a hashtag something. Maybe. Um, speaking of other off-the-field things, we just had a cheer camp. RC, you we got did. out there. Uh, how did that go? It was amazing. It was educational. It was fun. It was just a A plus, a hundred percent from the minute I got there to the very end. Um, I got there right at ten o'clock at Saint Gerard. The gym was a little warm. I'll, I will agree with that. But they had air conditioned rooms that they could go to that they were taking the girls. So there, there was a lot of girls. Um, I would say the age group from like four to six probably had the largest. And then they had some middle school and um, and then a little bit older. No high school, but that's okay. Because I heard that there was also another cheer camp that same day. So I, I get where some of the high school girls have to go to that. So much fun. We took pictures right away. The best part was when they were divided into the groups and they had to come up with their team names. So um, the little girls were called um, Sparkle, Team Sparkle. Um, the next team was called Team Fluffy Starfish. And then the last team was <laughs> Team Glam. So it was just so much fun. And then they divided them up. They all kind of, each group learned their own separate routine, which I thought was good. Mm. And then after that, we um, had technique. And so they showed them some different technique moves. Um, then we had a little bit of a tattoo time. So they got little cowboy tattoos on them and little hats and stuff. Then we had lunch. It was pizza and dessert, uh, which was great. Then we had arts and crafts, and we decorate. Every girl had an individual cowboy hat that they could decorate. Francesca, which was the intern there helping out, she burned her fingers about thirty times. Um, she was putting like the little uh, boas on all the hats. They put gems. They put stickers. They were so happy to see their faces. It was just amazing. And then at the end, they did like a little cheer. And it was like, go, gunslingers, go. Every girl was happy. Every girl had a smile on their face. And then around 2 o'clock, the parents started coming in. And then they were able to perform each group individually. Then they did the cheer. 
And then the gunslingers performed. And I was in the audience and so many of the parents like had tears in their eyes. They just were so happy and so proud that their child could participate for this event. And we did, we were able to sponsor a girl. It was anonymous and that's okay. But yep. uh, I'm just so glad that we were, we were able to give back to the community to have a child have a smile on their face that they could attend the six shooters camp. From the people that I talked to, they all want to come back next year. Huge success. That's very cool. Um, yeah. To clean up a little bit of that, RC said, uh, you know, we sponsored someone. They wanted to remain anonymous. The team did reach out to us and say, hey, we have somebody, but they want to be anonymous, which I totally understand because nobody ever wants to admit that, hey, I would uh, I would love to send my kid to this, but I can't afford to. Right. Um, that's not something that a lot of people want to just go, yeah, totally broadcast to a whole bunch of people that I can't afford to send my kid to cheer camp. Um, mm -hmm. And so I totally get how folks are like, yeah, I could use some help. Um, I assume that that child showed up, but I have yet to get an invoice from April. April, send me an invoice uh, so that we can take care of that if they showed up and we sponsored a child because we are under the impression that we did. Um, if they did not end up showing up, that'll be a bummer because we really wanted to make that possible for them. Um, yeah. And that's why I took pictures of everyone because hopefully she was out there in the crowd. Now, RC, did they mention, I'm wondering the same thing that, that Gary Vaught is asking, will they be at the next camp? Because I know in the past when they've had some of these cheer camps and practice routines, they actually have gone a step further and allowed these girls to present their routines to the crowds at like uh, during the uh, halftime of the game or during a stoppage. Do you know, was that mentioned at all? Well, I do know each child received a swag bag. And in this swag bag, I believe there was a coupon for a discounted child ticket for the game now are they going to perform at the game i don't know i think the performance mm -hmm. the showcase as they call it was for the parents i could i could get some clarification um from cassie who's the coach or from april but they did have the showcase there at the event and they did have some other they had the t-shirt they got the hat they had lunch they had pictures and so um it was a pretty good swag bag i don't really want to cool. tell nobody how to do their job but um Offering the kids an opportunity to perform on the field at the game the next week is a great way to get kids and their parents um, to come to a gunslinger game. That mm -hmm. would have been uh, pretty awesome. But and it, their aunts and uncles and yeah, mm -hmm. right, yeah. Um, but I'm sure that they thought of that because, like Ralph likes to say, that we don't we don't ever think of anything that they haven't thought of beforehand. Um, and my favorite is what you said, Puffy Starfish. What was it? Fluffy Starfish. Fluffy Starfish. That is a great team name. Like I'm <laughs> Glam and what was the other one? There were three. Sparkles. Team Sparkles. Sparkles. Those are those are good. Those are good. You're talking to a three-time girl dad. Um, those are good. <laughs> but Fluffy Starfish is solid. Like that is um that is almost uh, My Little Pony name worthy. Like there needs to be a My Little Pony that's Fluffy Starfish. Creative. Um, that is yes. a great. That is a great name. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. I'm losing RC. Is that yeah? Really? I, I, okay. No, I, I was also hearing some breakup there. Sorry, RC. We didn't we didn't hear you. Seem to be. Uh, uh, in and out there. 
Okay. I think she's having difficulties, yeah. We'll, we'll see if she catches up here in a few minutes. Um, sounds like a great event. I'm very excited that we got well, an opportunity to be involved. They would have asked me, but nobody did ask me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. On team pom pom. I wonder if that was a delayed audio because when we got the, like the thumbs up uh, like from RC, but pom pom. Oh, team pom pom. I I heard that. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a great event. I love that we could be involved. Mm -hmm. We sponsored or attempted to sponsor somebody, and uh, we're excited about that. Um, but we were we also a sponsor for the – yeah, RC, we're losing you. Uh, we're also a sponsor for the um, event itself. Our logo was there on the uh, – Philip, is that because you live on the coast? No, what? What is what? Because Oh, the fluffy starfish. I get I get it. No, not necessarily. I just think it's a really solid um, name there. Uh, great event. I'm very excited that we had it and had the ability uh, to be involved. Um, I think you heard me. So yeah. uh, I'm going to boot her out, and she's going to come back in, and I bet that'll be fixed. Uh, sometimes yeah. you just got to turn it off and turn it back on again. My yep. laptop does that all the time. Uh, <laughs> I sent her a little note suggesting that she, uh, she, yeah, do do exactly that. So, so as grim as things look, Leo, and we've talked for an hour and a half now, and we've talked about uh, the gunslingers and how frustrated we were and how rough this game was, and all of that is true. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not discounting any of that. It's not over. No. There is no, there is no reason. There's no there is no reason this team couldn't be a championship team. Still. They're no. hot right now. I, I look, I'm not gonna sit here and go, ah, they're they're good enough to win the championship right now. That's not the case. Like they have not shown that. But they can. No. They have the talent, they have the coaching, they have the team. They just need to all get on the same page. And maybe it's an attitude adjustment, but you're right. I love what you're saying about uh, controlling the game, feeling like they're in control of the game, because that feels off. That feels like something they're missing right now. Yeah, and that's something they can fix. And, you know, they've got some time to do that before the next game. And really, it's the best situation because they weren't at full strength this game. They were on the road. You know, there, there's lots of reasons that they can look at this and understand that it could be better this week at the Freeman Coliseum. If the last game was at Freeman Coliseum and this one was going on the road, you you know might you might have some question marks. You know, but that's not the case. They weren't playing at full strength. They were missing a very very important piece of their team um, yes. in Cali Rashad. Uh, they just have uh, Kendrick Ings just joining the team who right. can also be a very, very important piece of this team. A lot of talent, and a, 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 a dangerous weapon. Um, so if they can just kind of refocus, get that edge back that they had, even when they were down, we saw that edge that they had, that calmness, that control, 
that we just don't see anymore. We don't get that sense from them. If they can just recapture that just for this one game, then they have a week off. They got a bye week to kind of take the positive from that game and continue with with that momentum and continue fo- with that focus and get prepared for the first playoff game. And all they got to do is win that game, and then they're, they're in the championship. So it's it's not from over. They can definitely turn this around and turn it around very quickly, and they have some nice tools to do that. Um, if they lose this game, totally different story. But they're not. I agree. They're, 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 I mean, we're not going into this game with that mentality because we're coming away from this game upset, disappointed, but like I said earlier in the show, let's take, let's flip that around. Let's look at the things that we can take from this and look at it as a positive. And if you do that and you understand we need to get that edge back, that's what they need. They need that edge. They need that focus. They need to have that control of the situation. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know of any championship team that has gone wire to wire all season long as the champion, as the best, and not had a point in the season where they didn't feel like they were um, struggling. So this is our struggle. Um, We had a game against Jacksonville, and we all kind of wrote it off as like, well, you're not going to win every one. They, They got us. And then we had a game against Orlando, and we were like, well, we're on the road, and it's just Orlando, and it's not that big a deal. Okay, we can't ignore this anymore. This is a problem. But this may just be the blip that motivates them into the rest of the season. I, I don't know. All I know, I'm like you, Leo. You can't lose from here on out. You got three more games if you want to win a championship, and you got to win every one of them. There are no more excuses. There's no more GR Vell had a bad day. There's no GR defense is not stopping them the way we want to. Oh, gee, that was a rough turnover. There's none of that left. Um, All the excuse time is over. You've got to win the next three games to win this championship. And, yes, it's not a playoff game. You're still going to have one after this week if you lose. But if you lose this game, you are going to lose the first playoff game. I don't see a way forward. More than likely. If you lose this game and you go to Greensboro on a three-game loss streak, losing streak, they're going to eat you for lunch. Um, doesn't matter how good you think you are or how good you are. Um, you will have given them everything they need. They beat you twice in a row. You will have given them everything they need to just absolutely stomp you, curb stomp you, and end your season. Um, and they won't have any compunction about doing that and shouldn't. That's the way the game's played. Um, yep. But this is a must win. This is as must win as a must win can get. Um, Absolutely. I know we talk all the time about three and zero. Oh. I mean one and zero. I don't think you can. Th- I don't think that can be the ment- the mentality anymore. I think it has to be three and zero. We're going to win the next three games. We're we're going to win um, the next three games. This is all in service of a purpose, and the purpose is to hold that hardware at the end of the season. And to do that, we have to do everything we can to win the next three games. Um, We have to leave every bit of it on the field in these next three games. Um, As great as 1-0 is, I think 3-0 has to become the mantra. Three three more. 
Yeah, and it's not. It's it's not one oh it's not one and zero anymore, because the understanding of one and zero is you're going for that win, with the expectation of you'll deal with the rest after that. There there there's no mentality of dealing with the rest after that. There's the mentality of do or die. It, it's it's do or die. This game. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I I think it goes a little bit beyond the one and zero aspect. You know, I, yeah, I, I think I think it's more than that. It has to be. It's been a great mantra. It's got us here, but at this point forward, like um, I, I'm looking at like a a big, uh, you know, three blocks. And you want to mark out each of those three. We get this win, and we move on to this one, and we get that win, and then we move on to that, like a like check boxes. Um, there are three games left, and we've got to win all three of them, and we can hold up a championship trophy. We're going to do it in Jacksonville, but that's fine. They came down here and said they run Texas. Let's go win a championship in their building. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely fine. With that being the deal, Jordan Steubing popping on, been busy with the kids, just tuned in. Uh, he said he fixed the typo before they went to production. I didn't notice the typo, but he did, and he caught it. Uh, Jordan, we <laughs> want to make sure you got a 4X of the Hulk, the Spider-Man, and the Venom, uh, because Leo is ready to grab those like right now. So 4X, yes. uh, if you ordered those, he needs those ready for him. Yes, and, and nothing against the Captain America one. The only reason I'm not buying the Captain America, Jordan, is because Lolis will kill me. <laughs> They're all great, is what I'm saying. But right. if I have to pick, if I have to eliminate one, that's the one I'm eliminating. And it looks like RC might be coming back on, and simultaneously it looks like we're losing Philip. So we'll just continue and... Uh, hopefully welcome back RC. Um, and she just dropped off. So, so my laptop is the champion. My laptop is <laughs> the one that has persevered the longest and lasted the season of this show. Apparently. Um, uh, yes. Gunslingers be like my laptop in this next game <laughs> and outlast everyone else. Uh, James Palmer saying, did I miss Jersey reveal for Saturday? Yes, um, we did uh, earlier about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago, reveal some close-ups, but those jerseys are also on the San Antonio Gunslingers uh, page, uh, website. So if you go to the website and click on the banner for this week's, or this week's game, the uh, Superhero Night, click on that banner, scroll down, you will see a banner down there that has all four designs. There is a Superman, or I'm sorry, a Spider-Man design, which is fantastic. There is a Venom that if you're a fan of Spider-Man, you're a fan of Venom. So obviously you need both of those. Um, there is an Incredible Hulk. Uh, very cool design on that one. And then there is a Captain America design. So go check those out, James Palmer. Uh, uh, Philip is back now, so maybe he'll pop those up one more time for James. I'm not sure. Um, Philip, while you were gone, I urged everyone, or I urged the San Antonio Gunslingers to be like my laptop, the champion, because my laptop outlasted the other laptops in this show <laughs> and are, is therefore the champion 
of this episode of the Smoking Guns podcast. <laughs> so gunslingers need to for need to sure with that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, James, uh, you did miss them, but let me uh, grab them real quick and show them to you one more time because they're that awesome. Like, everybody needs to see these. Everybody needs to make sure they go by the ATM and pull their cash. Um, I guess they'll take a card, too. Like, you could just do that, I guess. Um, but you're going to want all of these. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to show you uh maybe here we go boom uh there is your incredible hulk variation on the superhero very cool. fan jerseys i love the 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 hulk stare through the football helmet on the back yeah. of the jersey oh that yeah is cool and the hulk eyes up under the the cowboy hat i love the the details yep. or what make these great and then of course you got the six-pack abs i'm a big fan I need to get this one, even though I'm not uh, just a huge Hulk guy. I need that one just to make this uh, this area right here look really good. That would be great. Uh, they also have Spider-Man. That's my favorite. With Spidey, with Spidey looking over the guns. I think that's great. Can't have Spider-Man, in my opinion. You can't have Spider-Man without Venom. And so they have Venom as well with Venom's eyes there. Uh, and then finally, uh, the Captain America shield on his back and all. So James Palmer, I wanted to make sure you saw them all. Plus I love talking about them. They look great. Um, lots yeah. of great stuff here. So when, when you, uh, put the show up, Philip, uh, onto our podcast for the audio, uh, you may have to edit out that loud sound that's going on right now. And earlier, that is a sound of my wallet emptying. <laughs> and you'll, you'll have to edit that out because right now it is deafening. It reminds me a lot of the Star Wars jersey. When I first saw the Star Wars jersey uh, that they produced earlier this season, I told you guys here on the show that I opened it up on my phone. And as soon as I opened it up, $45 flew out of my wallet. <laughs> Just like that. Um, and I still, uh, I have it. I almost wore it today, but I decided to go with my, my custom black jersey. Not everybody has one of these. Me and Leo have them, um, but not everybody's I get a, got these. I get asked about it all the time, and I just tell people, you got to watch their Facebook page in the off season because that's usually when these personalized right. jerseys go on sale. Um, and they come up with like special editions. So be on the lookout in the off season. Don't stop following the San Antonio gunslingers. Cause a lot of times that's where you run into these type of special promotions and deals. We talked earlier this season about the uh, possibility of expansion in the NAL and that that expansion may go down to the coast to Corpus Christi. Mm. That is not happening. Uh, the Corpus Christi team, uh, Kevin Cecil and uh, and his partners, which include um, our good friends uh, Jason and Hector, and I think Jonathan is with them as well, have decided to join a small league, the AIFA, if I remember correctly, uh, and they are going to be playing uh, indoor football and indoor style of football. I don't know that rules have been published just yet, but... That means, that shows me 
that those guys who did a great job with the gunslingers and getting us to the point um, that they did have learned something because they did not immediately jump into a larger league like the NAL. They actually want to start off in a smaller place where they can gain a foothold in their market and then move on from there. And that's really smart business. And that means that, and that is something that they did with the gunslingers as well. They did not immediately start out on the NAL. Um, so smart move by them. I really think it's the right thing. I am bummed that we're not going to see some gunslingers in Triton's football, but maybe one day, maybe down the road somewhere, um, we get an opportunity to line up against them. So I'll, I'll agree with you. It was a smart move. I don't know the, the motives behind it. Uh, the one thing I will not disagree with you on, Philip, but the, the point of the larger league right now, the NAL is only five teams. And there's some uncertainty on what that's going to look like next uh, next year. Um, so I don't know if that had something to do with their decision or not. I'm just saying the large league uh, aspect of the NAL right now might not be the case in some people's eyes. I can't say a whole bunch because my sources are my sources and they can't say it. I will say keep your ear to the ground in the very near future about what to expect next year from the National Arena League. Um, it is probably um, going to quash a lot of those fears, and my understanding is that Kevin and his group in Corpus were aware of the things that I am hearing uh, and that they did not make their decision because of the size of the league or the health of the league. It was simply a matter of this is a better place for us to grow before we step into something like the NAL. Um, and that's about all I can say on it, but keep your ear to the ground and do not be surprised if you hear big news about big things happening to the NAL very soon. Um, and that's about all I can say about it, but I'm excited. I thought it would already be public, and I really thought we would already be able to talk about some of these things. Um, just not yet. just hasn't happened yet, but it is good news. Um, so Raul Nava, I think he may be connected with that group a little bit. Says too That's expensive, <laughs> NAL is too expensive. And to be honest, it didn't seem like the best option at the moment. It doesn't bring much else besides the brand, and the brand is suffering at the moment or doesn't look good at the moment, doesn't look great at the moment. All fair, all fair criticism. Um, every bit of that is fair. Uh, it's been a rough season for the NAL. We can blame. Antonio Brown, and he deserves a certain amount of the blame, but uh, Antonio Brown didn't have anything to do with the um, – oh, you're right. Gary Vaught says they're in the AIF, the American Indoor Football League. That's correct. Um, Antonio Brown didn't have anything to do with Fayetteville. He didn't have nope. anything to do with Columbus. Nope. Um, those things happened also. It just It's been a bad year for this league. I expect better years for this league going forward if the information I have is good. And I'm not sure it's good, which is why I'm not putting it out there. I don't want to put something out there and uh, and somebody go, well, Phillips said this was going to happen because it's not for sure yet. Um, but if what I'm hearing happens, uh, you're going to feel fine about the health of this league. And, uh, and you know. We need to feel fine about it because it's been a rough year. Going all the yeah. way down to five teams is is not great. 
it has not been a great way to go through the season. No. Do we no. do we do we even want if there's just five teams, do we even want to win the championship? Do we even <laughs> want to be yes, of course. Yes. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> People might want to put an asterisk next to it, but who cares? Us Spurs fans don't care about the asterisk that some people wanted to put in front of uh, our first championship. You know, Re- nobody talks about that anymore because they've won ridiculous. a few since then. But yeah, it's ridiculous. That kind of talk is ridiculous. And, and mm-hmm. the people that say the COVID championships for the Lakers and the mm-hmm. uh, Toronto, not Toronto Maple Leafs, ha, that would be funny. Um, <laughs> no, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, both won championships in a COVID, COVID season, and people have talked about those should be asterisks. Why? Every team had to deal with COVID. Every team had to deal with the strike-shortened season. Raul Nava says, as an Astro fan, we don't care about asterisks. That's true, but you're <laughs> So um, <laughs> that's a that's- different situation entirely <laughs> than the Spurs that had to deal with the same lockout that everybody else had to deal with that shortened the season. Uh, cheating does not, those asterisks count and y'all are cheaters and uh, go Rangers. Um, but aside from all of that, there should be uh, an asterisk next to one of Jacksonville's wins. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I believe that's true. I'm, I'm shocked at how easy that all went away. Um, we're not going to let that go, people. And if we're you not, have a problem with it, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> apparently, everybody else is, but we're not yeah. going to let it go that easy. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville head coach playing defense uh, in the end zone is not something that I'm going to take lightly. Um, that's not okay. And if you think that's okay, uh, you don't you don't subscribe to fair play. And I'm a big fair play kind of guy. Um, that's why I think the Astros are cheaters. That's why I think the uh, Patriots are cheaters. That's why I think all of those guys who used performance-enhancing drugs in the 90s to hit home runs, they're all, they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. They cheated. Um, I'm a big fair play guy. Um, you can disagree with that. Leo, you can even disagree with that. But that's how I feel about all that. I don't um, disagree. Um, I'm I'm crying right now inside because of Jordan's <laughs> message. We will also have three limited edition high quality stretch fit hats. The black one matches the Venom jersey. The blue will be a more classic gunslinger hat. The red will be a little more of the throwback. All three will come in small and large sizes. Whoo! I got to sell some comic books. <laughs> I got to do something. Oh, James, oh. Palmer. James Palmer says, Jordan Steubing still need a Batman jersey. Funnily mm-hmm. enough, that is the first thing I said to Jordan when he sent me these, these jerseys. He tried. He even sent me some of the ones that he tried. He just couldn't make it look right, and I agree with him. I saw his mock-ups. It just wasn't working. And so he kind of went a different direction. There will be other opportunities. He'll get Batman in there somewhere, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't looking right. And I've seen him, and I'm not going to share them because he wouldn't want me to, um, but they just didn't look right. Hey, RC, are you back, back? Mm. That's a no. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, there she is. There we go. Welcome back, RC. 
I, I will be getting one of those Venom hats. You can't get the Venom jersey and not get the hat. That's exactly what I'm going to tell Lolis. I, don't, I think that's true. <laughs> I think that's 100% true. Well, we can begin to wrap things up. Uh, Jordan Steubing said, I could have done 10 superhero jerseys, but we got to pace ourselves. That's right. Yes. Pace yourself. <laughs> yes. 10 jerseys. Leo, that's that's $450. <laughs> pace yourself, Jordan. Pace yourself, but make sure you get 4X sizes. 4X sizes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, look, it is what it is. We lost a game. Uh, what would you rather have? Would you rather have football where you can win and lose games or be pining for the NFL season? You know what? The NFL season is less than a month away as far as camps and preseason, and I ain't even thinking about it. I ain't even worried about it. I'm not even concentrating on it. Um, I did see a great quote today from Dak Prescott calling his shot. Did you see this, Leo? He said, I'm not going to throw more than 10 interceptions this year. Wow. Okay, okay Dak. Okay. Okay. We heard you. You better live up to it. But, I mean, if you're going to make a, a statement for a season, don't you want to say, like, I'm going to throw this many touchdowns or I'm going to throw this many yards? But the big knock on it. When you're saying, I'm, I'm not going to throw more than this many interceptions. But the big knock on him all season last season was he was throwing too many interceptions. That's what he's listened to all off season and all last season. So he comes in and he goes, look, that's over. That's done with. I'm not going to throw all those interceptions. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you, but you know what? That. If, if, back with the rain. if you f throw 45 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, I don't care. I'm good with the that's interceptions true. because you threw the 45 touchdowns and you're right. playing aggressive. Right. I, 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 I don't know if I want that statement from my starting quarterback, my, my uh, franchise guy. I don't know. James Palmer, I used to like you so much. He said first game will be three four picks and three fumbles. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um we will see. We will see what happens in the NFL. But what's great is I'm not even worried. I'm not jonesing for football like I usually am this time of year. Why? Because football hasn't stopped. We went yeah. from NFL right into the XFL. We went from the XFL right into the NAL, into the Gunslingers, and now we're going to be wrapping up Gunslinger season here in about, uh, what, four weeks as we hold the championship up, championship trophy up in Jacksonville with Coach Fred Shaw and Arvell Nelson. And, uh, oh, by the way, that's something that we didn't even discuss. Those folks out there that are like, oh, got to bench Arvell and put Robert Kent. That time has passed. It's Robert Kent or nothing. I mean, it's Arvell Nelson or nothing. Like yeah. He's the guy that got us here. He's going to have to be the guy that takes us forward. This is not the time to make that change anymore. If there was a time, it's already passed. It's all yeah. about Arvell Nelson going he, forward. We we live or die on our. He's the guy you should want to be the one to take us there. Uh, I'll take that a step further. He's he's not yeah. he's he's not done anything to. to where th this should even be a discussion. He had his struggles, but these last two are not on Arvell. Right. This last one certainly wasn't there. He hit lots of receivers in the hands and not any one specific receiver. It was kind of across the board and they didn't do their job. 
They didn't haul them in. They weren't perfectly placed balls, but if it's anywhere in that bubble, which is that area that your arms can reach, you should catch that ball. Even one-handed ones. And yep. Kid, yeah, and Kidrick did a great job with that. Yes. Um, but there were too many drops in this Carolina yeah. game. Too many, um, all the way across the board. So it's all right. Kylie's going to be back. Please be back. I hope Kylie's going to be back. But I'm going in. Kylie's going to be back. Ings is going to be caught up with the offense. Going to get the timing down with Arvell. Everyone's going to be pissed off and ready to make a statement. Uh, Coach Shaw is going to have this team ready, and he knows that he needs to get this win just as much as anybody else at the end of the season here. And um, the Freeman Coliseum, we're going to be there. And we're going to be there to support our team and back our guys uh, and do everything we can to help them get the win. Maybe even swap down a pass. Hey, maybe so. Because we can. We can. And the head coach can. A podcaster can, right? I right. Mean. <laughs> it's just replay the down. I mean, it's better than giving up a touchdown, right? And we're yeah. standing right there in the end zone. So maybe so. Maybe if we I do. get kicked out, I have to watch the, the, the YouTube stream from the car. You'll have to watch Ralph and Gabe. Yeah. I won't be able to leave because Lolis will, will stay in there. <laughs> oh, she'll right? stay. Yeah. But, but I'll be watching from the outside. Michael Wayne Davis says, Callie Heard, I didn't see the last game. He did not travel with the team. He uh, is dealing with some sort of injury. Uh, I think even, well, I can't I can't speculate beyond that. That's all I can tell you. He is dealing with an injury, did not travel with the team. That's all I can say. Um, because anything else would be speculation on my part, and that's not fair. Um, so, yeah, he did have an injury, was on the injury report. He did not travel. Um, I, I hope to see him back this week. Jordan said, stay tuned for pre gunslinger pregame block party at the Freeman food, beer, music, entertainment, face painting, fun for the whole family. Face painting. I love I, it. I got a big old face because wow. I got all this extra face up here. This is just, my face goes up higher than most people's. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> the extended forehead. Yeah, extended <laughs> face. I just have a really big face. It's not that I'm losing my hair. I just have a really big face. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, That's what that is. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back I to the Freeman. Be. You're right, Leo. It seems like it's been a long time. Even though long it really time. hasn't, it feels like it's been a long time. I'm ready to be back at the Freeman on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> head painting at no extra charge. All right. <laughs> there you go. Just a bonus. Excellent. Um, get out to the game. Do whatever it takes. I know I saw some people, some some really important fans that were like, oh, my daughter has a baby shower. What are you talking about? Baby shower? Are you kidding me? That is not an excuse to miss a football game. That, you, uh, baby yeah. shower is for the ladies. The babies, they can the go babies. do the baby shower. You go to a football game, man. Baby's not here yet. That's yeah, right. It's a shower. <laughs> Somebody said something about work. Work gives you sick days. Yep. Come Vacation on days. P PTO. PTO. Call in sick. It's fine. <laughs> Man, we're, we're Here's what terrible you do. people. Here's what you do. You call in sick, and then you go get your face painted, and then you put on a superhero mask. Even Never if you show up on the broadcast, you. nobody knows. That's there ain't right. no excuse for missing this game. None. Work. Yep. 
got to be kidding me. The Smoking I, Guns podcast will write you a doctor's note. I need to make money to support my family. Where are your priorities? This is a football, man. <laughs> this is a must-win game for your team. You got to be there. I'm, of course, being facetious. Well, uh, you something... make a second job just to pay for all the jerseys, though. Right. You may yes. need that money because Jordan <laughs> is producing this great stuff. Um, get out to the arena. Get your friends, your family. If you've got uh, an EMT or a police officer or Bear County Sheriff Depart Sheriff's officer deputy um, or somebody that works um, with uh, you know the hospital system, get them out. Uh, to the game. They can walk up with their ID and get into the game. You, you can't make it any easier than that. You pay for parking and then drag them to the game with you, and they get to get in for free. It's a great way to honor those people that are the real heroes, um, those people that are the, the superheroes that really do exist. Um, and this is a great way that gunslingers have made it easy for you to say thank you um, by taking them to a football game. Let's get it done. What and else, guys? People, I was just going to say, I want people to start tagging other people and sharing our posts because that's how you grab their attention. Yeah, you can invite them, but if you tag them on Facebook, use Facebook for good and tag people that you really want to invite to come to the, to the game, invite them, the first responders. Use Facebook for good and get that Coliseum full. Renee Peters, the Brahma babe, says, support your team. I sure would if I didn't have one already, but I do love y'all. We love you, too, and you can always become a Gunslingers fan. You don't want to be a Jacksonville Sharks fan. Nobody wants to be a Jacksonville Sharks fan. We understand. Like, there are people in Jacksonville who don't have a choice. You have a choice. You're here in, yeah. the, in the Lone Star State. You have a choice now. And you don't have to do that no more. You don't have to you be. You can a do star. both. You can do both. Because I know she was a no. cheerleader, so she can do both. You don't have to wear red and white. You can wear red, white, and blue. And which look it still look good. Look, look, red and white, Canada. Red, white, and blue, America. Which one is better? It's it's clear. It's clear. Plus, we have tacos. We have tacos. Yeah, and um, we have margaritas. No, Jacksonville's not where it's at. She's now she's sharing these. Uh, oh, that's all hearts. Uh, she shared these shark or dolphin emojis. What are those guppies? I think those are guppies. Sushi. Um, yeah, so she mm -hmm. sushi. Um, we got to get to that game against Jacksonville. We can't. Uh, we can't focus anymore. We'll work for Gunslingers jerseys. Leo, genius. Yeah, there we go. Yes. And that's all. Another thing, Renee, uh, we have cool gunslingers jerseys. Sharks, right. sharks don't have cool jerseys like this. They don't do this stuff. They don't. They're not as cool. It, they're just not. You're here. You're in San Antonio. Time to become a gunslingers fan. Um, it's just the way. It's the way things work. Says the Dallas Mavericks fan that's lived in San Antonio for fifteen years. <laughs> there you go. The way it works. Of course, we're kidding, Renee. We don't mean to pressure you at all. Uh, well, no, a little pressure. I mean, it's a little pressure. Um, we miss you. We love you. And we're ready. I'm already ready for Brahma's football. Oh, yeah, me uh, too. I'm ready for some XFL already. Who is it? Um, no. The Brahma's, man, it's time. It's. It, you know, do we have to even do this NFL season? Let's just, let's just not. Let's just not do it. I'm, uh, I'm not going to go that far. 
That's a little extreme there, Philip. We do want to let you know I, that... If I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be saying that. So, sure. So I, sure. I understand. I wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter uh, where we talk about football. If it's in the 100-yard field or the 50-yard fight, if it's up in, down in Jacksonville or over in Orlando, up in Greensboro, Carolina, uh, where else have we played? Columbus, Seattle, Salt Lake City way back in the day with our, our commanders. When it comes to football, no matter what the brand of football it is, when it comes to football, the 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang.